to another great episode of The Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Brian, where they talk bourbon and, of course, drink bourbon. Grab yourself a pour, kick back, and enjoy another trip down the bourbon road. excited to have blandsbourbonshop.com as a new sponsor for the bourbon road podcast in fact this podcast is brought to you by blanton's bourbon shop blantonsbourbonshop.com is the only official merchandiser for blanton's the original single barrel looking for a unique gift blanton's bourbon shop has got you covered blantonsbourbonshop.com is your home for all blanton's gifts You know, friends, it's never too early to start planning your trip to the Bourbon Trail for 2023. We hope you'll join the Bourbon Road crew as we pull out all the stops this year at Bourbon on the Banks. So mark your calendars for October 6th and 7th, and we'll plan on seeing you in Frankfort, Kentucky. Be sure to listen in during the halftime break for all the details on Bourbon on the Banks. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of the Bourbon Road Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Shannon, and today we are out on the road once again. We're down on Frankfurt Avenue, Louisville, Kentucky. One of my favorite spots. Actually, there's a couple favorite spots in Louisville. Frankfurt Avenue is kind of near and dear to my heart. But today we are at Bourbon's Bistro, and we've got a guest on the show today, Jason Browner. Jason, welcome back to the Bourbon Road. Thanks again for having me, Jim. Really appreciate it. It has been a minute, and uh, I have to, I have to say, I have been watching from afar, and you guys are, my, my goodness, you're killing it. <laughs> well, we're busy. Let's put it that way. Busy's a good thing in yes. this business, right? Yes. Well, we're actually out on your patio at Bourbon's Bistro, and we can hear some traffic going by, but the weather today is just fabulous. Perfect. So this is a great place to be. Got a glass of ice water, a Glen Cairn with a little bit of brown water in it. Of course. And uh, what do you say we get straight to this first whiskey? Let them know Let's what we're it. sipping on. And uh, I'll let you walk me through it. Let's do it. Uh, we're starting with our Char One Bourbon. Uh, now, if everybody kind of knows or if you don't know we can kind of get it from the beginning uh we source our whiskey now we'll get into all that but uh just going to explain the char one name on the barrel we secondary finish uh, all of our whiskeys in char one barrels exclusively okay so uh we source whiskey from our partners we're very transparent about where we get our whiskey uh we send it to bardstown bourbon company where we rebarrel it uh, there we put it in some char one barrels that independent staves helped me design because uh, uh, they're, the, they're the information behind all this. So uh, we have heavily toasted barrels. We use a number one char exclusively. Uh, we feel that through the uh, all of the research that we've done, char one is just the best way to go especially when we're finishing whiskeys. They're all 53 gallon, you know, no shortcuts taken. The only difference we do uh, is the char one and the heavily toasted barrels. So we buy aged whiskey, it'll sit in our barrels for anywhere for two months to could be up to a year. Uh, and that really is what makes the difference of us buying some 
you know, some sourced whiskey. We, we, I do all the blending. Uh, we've got a team of people. My, my partner, uh, Judy, helps out quite a bit with the blending. She's got a great palate. Uh, but, you know, that, that's kind of the story. We put Char One on the label. So we could be the first to kind of, hey, this is, we're the first people to try to do this char one thing. And uh, we hope it goes over well. Maybe take a sip of the whiskey and tell me what you think. Absolutely. So this is the Buzzard Truce Char One Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It is 105 proof. And in fact, you don't make anything under 105 proof. That's correct. That is correct. Nothing under 105. Uh, if any avid whiskey fans out there, all you can add to bourbon or rye is water. That's right. And uh, we feel that if you want to add some when you get it, uh, you can do that. But we we want to send our uh, bourbon out with the best uh, with the best flavor we can, and we think 105 proof is is really in a flavor wheelhouse. Uh, you can even make cocktails with this. These, these uh, char ones are going to start to appear on a lot of cocktail menus. Uh, but it's also good with maybe just a cube of ice, or the way I like it the best is is neat. You know that's why we put sipping whiskeys in the name. I absolutely love to have a sipping whiskey. Well, thanks for having me out once again. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Now that's nice. I, you know, today's not a hot day, but it's not a cool day either. It's kind of in between. Right. And sometimes on a really, really hot day, you're kind of wondering, what's this whiskey going to do to me? Sure. This this sits real nice. I mean, you know, that's my, believe it or not, my first sip of whiskey of the day. Yeah. And usually your first sip's going to be hot, hot, hot. And a little bitter sometimes. And a little bit bitter, but I'm pleasantly surprised at this 105. My first, you know, I always tell people you're going to take three sips. And you're going to get acclimated after that, but yeah, I jumped right in after the first sip. Uh, yeah, I I have to say though that you know I usually get hit with that bitterness note on my first sip of the day, and this is the first for me as well. But not so much here. This is nice. This is, <laughs> yeah. and you know that that toasted oak, um, heavily toasted oak, as you say. Uh, really brings just a tremendous sweetness to the exactly each one of our barrels we have 15 different proprietary barrels uh that, that we've developed with the help of independent stave um got together with their head guy down there andrew rebrink he he's a he's the oz you know he is the genius behind all this um but we have 15 different toast profiles you know the, these these barrels are Mainly heavily toasted, but some are just toasted differently. Uh, but the main thing we, we do is the number one char. And that is, you know, if you think about a number four char being so thick. And they call that an alligator char, yeah, right? an alligator char. And then a number one char is, you know, the, the, the least amount of char you can put on to make it legal. So we are giving, you know, when you char a, 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 up to a four, you're burning some of those sugars you're really bringing to the surface when in the toasting process. So basically, you're just burning sugar. Yeah. So if you burn it back to a char four, we, you know, we feel you're kind of, you know, erasing that effort that you did bringing those those sugar layers to the surface. So a char one legally gets you there. Plus, it's uh, uh, it makes it easier for the juice to get back to those yummy toasted layers that we've we, that we've drawn to the surface. Now, in some in some of these barrels that you're putting in, and you're blending some of these, these are for sure uh, are certainly of blends of yours. But uh, they've seen a number four char in their early life. They have, they have, um, and and 
that that's all good and fine. Uh, I think at the end of the day, I think we might talk about this later when uh, we have our own new make. Uh-huh. They'll actually never see a number number four char. They'll go straight into char one. Now, do you expect that to produce a little bit lighter whiskey? I, I do not. You know, a lot of people think that the, the, the char comes from the color, and it really has nothing to do with it. Really? Uh, char is mainly a filter. And if you think about, uh, this is a little factoid that I learned of, of learning all this wood research, is that uh, one, uh, one activated gram of charcoal has a surface area of a football field. Oh, my goodness. So as a charcoal, as a filtering agent... A four is right, not really doing much better than a one because I think you're getting all you need of filter of filtration. Hundred football char fields one. or two hundred football exactly. fields. Exactly <laughs> as many. I mean, how many do you need? Right. Uh, to get the bad stuff out of there. So, um, once again, we feel that through the 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 work that, that we've done down there at Independence Dave, that uh, it's just incredible the the, the count of the. The, the percentage of extractives you get from a char one and the same color. I mean, we've uh, Andrew's done done research to where, you know, char one, char four, one year, two year, three year colors, just about the same, you know. So you, you, colors coming from that red layer, those sugar layers that you. So the toasting, I'm going to get geeky sure. here on the barrel a little Love bit it. because you seem to be a wealth of knowledge and, and, I, and, I, and I can learn something new every single day. But so the toasting process is a process whereby the wood is heated up, but not burnt. That's correct. And then that's separate from the charring process, which comes later. Totally. So you guys are first heavily toasting it. Yes. And then you're hitting it with that flash to, to burn the surface and give it a number one. Yeah, we're all about the wood from from start to finish. You know, we actually uh, dry age our wood uh, in the in the in the yard uh, for almost eight. It's, it's eighteen months. Wow, which is twice as much as maybe the cl- closest uh, other distillery that does that. And that's a big investment. And what that does as well, yes. And what that does, it breaks down the wood. Uh, it's easier for the liquid to get inside. It breaks down the tannins in the wood. It also uh, has these microbes that it picks up in being in the outdoors. It kind of helps give that wood a little kind of magic flavor. Yeah. Um, it's almost, to me, it's like dry aging a steak. Me being, coming from the restaurant side of it. Dry aging a steak, if anybody knows if they've had any good dry aged beef, it just breaks all it down, you know, it just breaks yeah. it down. And that's the, that's the same with really dry aging wood. Well, nature kind of goes to work on it first. <laughs> exactly. Then, so, yeah, I mean, so like, like a mash bill is a recipe for your distillate. Sure. Um, you've got a recipe for your barrels. We do. And any master distiller you talk out there, and I know a lot of bur- bourbon people say, hey, how much flavor comes from a barrel? It's about 70% that we feel, at least. Uh, some people say more. I hedge my bet and I say at least 70. So that's a big, you know, that's a big makeup in, in to whiskey we're drinking. You know, a lot of people are using corn and rye and barley or corn and wheat and barley. Definitely some big differences in the yeasts. Uh, we all know that. But 70%, you know, if you talk about that, that's a that's a huge, that's a huge factor that I don't know that a lot of people have addressed. Yeah. Well, I tell you, some sometimes when the when the temperature starts to come up in the spring, when summer gets a little bit closer, it gets a little bit warmer outside, you try to you back off on the proof just a little bit, you know. Sure. Might even throw an ice cube in there. Some people do. All um, day, sure. 
but this this sits real nice and drinks with a little bit of freshness kind of that and, and i'm surprised by it because you know uh a lot of times when you drink a secondary barreled bourbon that has been introduced to a, a toasted barrel you get a more of a a heavy sweetness to it, right? And this is a little bit lighter and refreshing and I think so. And like I said, they're they're great in cocktails. You know, with that proof, it makes a darn good cocktail. But you know, it just depends. I think it's very versatile. Um once again, I'm, I always come back around to the sipping, you know. Yeah. If it's if it's you know too hot outside, put some ice in it. So so do you <laughs> when you get off the lawnmower out there, you're riding that zero turn of yours, and you and you and you go into the house to get something to drink. Is it a whiskey or a beer? <laughs> I drink a lot of water. Let's, let's put it that way. I drink a lot of water when I'm mowing the grass. I don't I don't really drink much, or right. even after after that, you know, in the evening couple beers, you know, maybe a glass of wine or two, but uh, uh, there's always a good whiskey around. Absolutely. I agree with that completely. Well, Jason, it's been a minute since you were on the show and some of our listeners are, are new and haven't been introduced to, to you yet or the Buzzard Roots label. Um, can you can you give us a little bit of a background on, on kind of how this whole ball started rolling? Yeah, well, you know, I've been kind of doing the whiskey thing for a little while. Uh, been here at the bistro for 18 years I'm starting to kind of step away a little bit uh, definitely because getting uh, the buzzer Drust is calling a lot of my time sure. and just to mention bourbons did get uh, finally bourbon bar of the world from whiskey magazine this year for 2023 congratulations and 18 years to be an overnight success well this is a this is a fine spot uh, when you're coming to the Bourbon Trail, when you're visiting, uh, you know, Kentucky and, and trying to make the rounds here, uh, in addition to visiting your experience, which we'll talk about a little bit later, right. it's a great place to have dinner. Thank you. It's a good place to start. And it's hard to mention how, how Buzzard's Roost got started without at least bringing that up sure. to where, you know, I just didn't jump in, uh, saw an opportunity and, you know, was in uh, making widgets you know, and had a lot of money and decided to start a whiskey brand, which there may be a few people out there that do that. Sure. Uh, but so, so I, I kind of got the uh, history of it, you know, genuinely. A uh, customer of mine that was coming in here, great friend of mine, uh, Judy Hollis Jones. We met over barrel pick. Um, she loved some of the barrel picks we did here and just a big bourbon fan in her own right. Um, we met through here and got to talking and decided she was retired from the corporate world, needed something to do to keep her sane and loved whiskey. And, uh, we decided to get together and, and, and start a company, start a whiskey company. And we did that several, several years ago. Uh, here we are. We, we actually hit the market in 2019. We figured out we tried to start a distillery, uh, you know, fell a little short. Things happened that uh, uh, we just couldn't get to the finish line. So we just decided to start sourcing whiskey and start a brand and then work our way up, you know, baby steps. We kind of tried to jump ahead, but uh, things happened. So so looking back, are, are you glad it went the way it went? I am extremely glad that it went the way it went. Uh, uh, growing this brand like we're doing grassrootsy, state by state, you know, bar by bar almost. Um, it, 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 it's a great experience for both of us. 
Um, and I think, you know, we could have missed out on some of that if we had just started the distillery and maybe missed out on some things. We could have made some mistakes back then that hopefully we won't make in the future. So how do you guys divide the business between you? I, I get the feeling you're the production guy, right? Well, yeah, I mean, she's in, she's got her hand in everything. Uh, part of the production, you know, is, is she's ordering barrels and then, you know, it's a big, you know, she, her background is in supply chain. Yeah. So we're expanding in the States. So that's one, you know, aspect of it. And then we have to order whiskey uh, you know, sourced whiskey. We have to source our whiskey, and then we have to order barrels for that whiskey to go in, and those have you know all this lead time, uh, and then there's the secondary aging. So that's a lot of lead time. Uh, so once again, we're not just buying sourced whiskey, blending it, putting a, putting a label on it. There's a lot that goes into what we do, and we care. At the end of the day. You know, we both extremely care about what's in the bottle. But to, to answer your question a little better, I would say she's more of the paperwork uh, desk jockey. She's the she's the brains behind the whole industry, and I just go out and and, and drink whiskey with people. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see who got the better end of that deal. Yeah, I <laughs> well, I I don't know. You know, sometimes. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's good either way. She she gets out too. Now we 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 get her out behind the desk too. It 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 can't be all you know work for her. So we can get out and do some fun and games. We do tastings and things. Yeah. So having started well with product in 2019, you've had you know four good solid years here where you've built relationships with uh, distilleries who have um, whiskey. And I know that there's a big demand on available inventories now from distilleries who are producing for sale. Sure. So, I mean, having those relationships are important because a lot of people are standing in line and some can't get it, right? Very important. And so I would assume that those early on relationships that you created are paying off in touche spades, on the, right? Touche on the lady with the supply chain yeah. <laughs> um, experience. You know, like I said, uh, Judy's the backbone of this business and, and we really wouldn't be anywhere without her and her expertise in what she does. So uh, it can't be understated. So let's talk about the, we, we don't have all your expressions here. We would be here all night if we did. <laughs> yeah. But let's talk a little bit about the expressions that you do have that are not going to make it to the show today. I think if you go to your website, and, and that's buzzardsroost.com? Dot com. Yeah, yeah, pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. uh, all your all your products are laid out there, and it's pretty easy to, to browse and see what you have. They're certainly available for online as well as in-store purchases. Correct. Uh, but what are a couple of the, um, let's say, the more for the more discerning bourbon drink. Sure. Well, what we uh, what we've tried to do is is you know we're we're using a lot of this uh, kind of innovation that we're working hand in hand with Independent Stave about. So there's a lot of new things that we're trying to do, a lot of experimenting going on kind of behind the scenes. But what we've tried to do is build our our core brands, which are we have basically three rye and three bourbons, and a char one rye, char one bourbon. Toasted rye, toasted bourbon, and then we have uh, our barrel strength rye and bourbon. Uh, so we got kind of three of each, and those are our core brands. We try to base, you know, everything on that. But what we were going to do is instead of you know asking stores to carry so many SKUs and, and let's take up all this room on the shelf, 
let's have our core brands. If you can carry those, we've got something that's going to come out every quarter. And we have done some specialty um, lines that people absolutely love. They fly off the shelves. Uh, and I guess, I'm, you know, before everybody's already said it, that's listening is the cigar rye. Yeah. Um, so we toasted that barrel, we charred it, and then we cold smoked the barrel with some Kentucky tobacco. Wonderful. Uh, people love it flying off the shelves. Uh, we figured out how to try to manage that is, is it's, it's definitely, we, we, we hate, we, it's never allocated. Nothing we do is going to be allocated. Kind of despise that word. That was almost uh, worse than blended was back in yeah. the day is allocation, <laughs> right? Everybody knows they hate that word. Uh, so what we do is, we, you know, we have limited time offerings that come out once a quarter. The, the cigar rye will come out once a year. It'll come out in the fall. We think it's that that's a perfect weather for it. We're going to do a batch because it, it, it it's definitely labor intensive. So it'd be hard to do that all the time and keep it on the shelves. So we try to do a big bunch of it for all the states that we're doing, hopefully enough to, to maybe last us till we get to it next year. If not, it'll be back next year. It'll be our next batch. But we're going to do those. Those those offerings will be once a year, once a quarter. So each distributor gets a, a good supply of it right. so that he can take care of his customers. Yes. And, and then it's gone. Exactly. For a while, and it's always It'll coming come back. back. Yeah. So anybody that's listening to this show, you you are in eleven states, and we'll we'll get you to name those in a little bit. So maybe if you we're adding as we go, all so, the yeah, time adding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the last I checked, you were in eleven. So now you're probably in a lot more. So we'll get you to list those a little bit later. But um, they should know that they can go to that same website we mentioned a few minutes ago, buzzertruce.com. Yes. And because you're an actual distilling producer. Uh, they can purchase directly from you. They can go onto our website, and I think that gives us, there's 30 some odd, 32, 35 reciprocal states that we can actually uh, directly ship to consumer. Absolutely. Perfect. All right, well, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we got another whiskey and a lot more to the story behind Pleasure Drews. For a unique gift, Blanton's Bourbon Shop has got you covered. All of their handcrafted wood products are made in their in-house wood shop with authentic bourbon barrels. Specializing in barrel-aged potent treats, they use Blanton's barrels to age their own maple syrup, honey, and coffee. Find the most unique gift ideas for your golf lover, cigar connoisseur, avid coffee drinker, and Blanton's fan. Want to win an authentic Blanton's Barrelhead? Make sure you sign up for the giveaway on the homepage of their website. Blanton'sBourbonShop.com is your home for all Blanton's gifts. As we mentioned earlier in the show, we hope you'll join us this fall on October 6th and 7th for Bourbon on the Banks. The festival itself is from 2 to 6 p.m. on October the 7th, and you can pick those tickets up at bourbononthebanks.org for $65. They also have an early access ticket for $75. It'll get you in an hour early and definitely get you access to some special pours. But if you always like that VIP access, this year they're bringing in the VIP access tickets 
We'll give you access to their VIP tent and all the great things that go along with that for $175. Be sure to check out bourbononthebanks.org. You'll get all the details on this year's event. All right, listeners, so we are back. We we actually, you know, had a little bit of chance to talk about our vehicles during the break there. We were, we're sitting outside on the patio here at Bourbon's Bistro, and uh, we're both driving Fords. Yeah. Driving Fords, drinking whiskey, enjoying the weather. Doesn't get much better. But we finished off that bourbon, and you poured us a little bit of rye this time. Yes, sir. Our Char 1 rye, uh, which has just won a double gold. San Francisco World Spirits Competition. We're really happy with that. And they also informed us that we are in the top three uh, contenders for best of show in that category. Wow. So they're having the um, the finals will be in Las Vegas, June the 16th and 17th, I think. So you going out? I may try to find myself out there. And <laughs> hopefully we get a first but you know a, a third in the in the in the best of show would be good too you know yeah. be great good as well just being in that top three is exactly. pretty amazing exactly so. so we're really excited about that real happy we're proud so uh as a whiskey drinker are you more a rye guy or a bourbon guy being in my background i'm complete bourbon guy right. yeah. but never was a rye guy until we started kind of looking at this barrel stuff and, and what I always call our rise, and they're huge rise that you would think I wouldn't like them, are 95% rye, 5% barley, somewhat young and high proof. You know, it's three strikes. Uh, you'd think that I would just not like it, but I call our rise bourbon drinkers rise. Yeah. You know, we find those bourbon notes in the barrels and, and put those in those extra bourbony barrels. And, and it, it really, I, I, to me, it makes a huge difference. And, you know, like I say, uh, for the double gold, you know, hopefully we're on the right track. Well, I am. I'm kind of a rye guy. That's okay. kind of that's kind of my wheelhouse, okay. and uh, I do like ninety five fives. And a young rye doesn't scare me because I know they can be beautiful. And what was the third strike? High proof. High proof. Mm. Well, I like that too. <laughs> so, okay, so well, there's this three is, for this you. Is, yeah, yeah. This is three. Uh, mm, three hits. Three hits instead sure. of three strikes. So. All right. Well, Give it cheers. a taste. Yeah, cheers. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that has got a very nice back of the palate kind of puckery sweetness on it. It really gets a hold of the back of your tongue. Right. And um, not, what a, I say with not the, up front so much. Yeah. So I expect it to be super sweet up front. Mm-hmm. But um, you get that nice um, kind of minty freshness up front and a little bit of that uh, juniper. I, juniper or pine? What, what do you yeah, call it? Cedar? A, a little bit. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's definitely, um, to me, it's a, lot, it's a little bit lighter, you know, for a, a rye as far as, I mean, it finishes well. But yeah, up front, it's just, it's not... Um, Rice can be a little bit bitter to me, and it's not not very bitter. Um, well, thanks to your bourbon, we got to put that to bed. Yeah, but this is really good. This is a we very probably nice should have tried the rye first, but I don't. It's know. either way; they're interchangeable to me. I and mean, even even some of our proofs, you know, when I'm doing a tasting, our high proofs don't wash you out. 
And, and some reason, sometimes I like to go with a higher proof first, just so you get a taste for it before you dip into the other stuff. Yeah. It, it's um, overall always in the habit of doing that. We always put lower proofs before higher proofs, bourbons before rye. That's just kind of the the nature of how we set up the shows. Typically, I was actually at a at a bar doing a tasting one time, and I put the I put the stronger proof because. Uh, I think we were doing the peated or something that's a lower proof. So I put the higher proof rye in front of the peated, which was lower proof. And the bartender switched it and made sure that I knew that they did higher proofs last. Well, and I said, well there are exceptions I, to that rule. Right. I didn't want to say the reason I switched it is because this gonna, is going to hurt your palate a lot more than that. Yeah, is. I mean, if you're, if you're having a rye or a bourbon that's finished in an absinthe barrel, it needs True. to be last. Exactly. And <laughs> so... Uh, that's the way that went down and you know i understand what people um but anyhow i think ours are, are very sneaky you know they're they're sneaky good for the high proof that they usually are or even 105 even under 105 so this rye is it's delightful it's actually um an easy sipper for me it's nothing uh over the top it doesn't get you by surprise it's just uh I call it a comfortable whiskey. Very comfortable. I, you know, like I said, kind of coming up through the business, all rise were always great for cocktails for me, but, you know, I'm, I'm about sipping and, and never really dawned on me. And, and, and I tried to sit around and sip rise, and it just doesn't seem like they're really meant for sipping. I don't know. Well, my, my listeners would would rake me over the coals if I didn't ask this question. Uh, for the Char 1 bourbon and the Char 1 rye, do you have bottle prices for us? They, you know, depends on retail shops, but they should hit the shelves right around $50. Okay. You know, and we go up from there. It, it, we like to, obviously, when we're doing this, even though it's a more expensive process, you know, I wanted to make sure that we were under $100. Uh, I didn't want to debut with anything like that. So we're trying to get the price down as, you know, as we buy more whiskey and, and grow a company that, that hopefully we can get the price prices down a little bit more, you know, to make it a little bit approachable. I, I want these to be somewhat everyday, but we're also kind of a, I wouldn't say an ultra premium brand, but I think we we, we probably hit that premium market. Well, you're at 105 proof. Right. Uh, you're two for one on your barrels, so you got to burn two barrels to get exactly. one. And, uh, and then you're... Uh, barrel proof whiskeys are obviously going to be a little bit more. So. Exactly. So we try to keep it between 50 and 80, 85 dollars, something like that, depending on which state you're in and, and what, 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 what have you. So, so your, your new venture, downtown Louisville, just opened Whiskey Row, the Buzzard Roost Whiskey Row Experience. So that's that's the heart of it, right? I mean, that's it kinda, is now. That's we finally have a home to uh, call our own. We've got, uh, we've got a bar there, of course, tasting bar, big bar for cocktails and well, a tasting and cocktail bar. We have a retail, little retail center there. And we also have an experimental still. We've got a doubler there. We're gonna start uh, running some new make through it uh, here in about a month. So we'll have some new make going into char one barrels this year. We're real excited about that. So uh, you're the master distiller. Well, we have a distiller that we yeah. have hired, uh, Ethan Spalding, great guy, uh -huh. uh, young guy, but uh, he's got some history, lineage in the business, but uh, 
we have all the faith in the world in him and and i'm going to work with him for sure yeah. Uh, but I'm on the road quite a bit as well, you know, out promoting the brand, trying to help it go. So I will be behind the still uh, with Ethan once we get her going. You're looking forward to that? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, that's like. That's can't like, wait. That's yeah, the ultimate. Yeah. I mean, you can you can buy all kinds of boy toys in this world, but it still is kind of at the top of the heap, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they ought to put that in. Uh, what is that? Uh, GQ or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, you can have your boats and you can have your cars and whatever. I've got a steel finally, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, a Lamborghini or a 500-gallon Vendome Actually, we've got a 70-gallon. 70, 70 works, too. 70-gallon Vendome Doubler. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Your your brain's got to be like churning, thinking of ideas, <laughs> things you can do with that still. I mean, what are some of what's what's the most craziest idea? You well, you know, I don't know that we're going to get into so crazy stuff with the still at this point, but... Um, That'll come later. What we really wanted, what I really want to do, and I think the where the company needs to go is we're just focusing on this char one maturation. You know, it's kind of our own lane in in a in a busy, busy, crowded whiskey world. And uh, I think once we see the results, you know, in three and four years of of what this product uh, can do, and I really think it's could be industry changing sure at some point so to me that is my focus now is is because i'm a traditional guy about how i like whiskey and what have you you know we don't use smaller barrels this is just technology i think that wasn't there or maybe overlooked or i mean to get those you know compounds out of it, you really have to do analysis on the wood so up until the last couple of years nobody's ever done it uh it just hasn't been available so we're using the technology that's available with traditional old ways. You know, I, I, when I get behind the still, I, of course, I'm a big fan of Dusty's. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make it the old way and it's going to be more expensive, I think. But hopefully uh, the people who believe in us, our investors, will will see it that we uh, we can do it the old school way and really make the best whiskey. We so what are kind of the old school ways? That's a, that's a lower... Um, Lower barrel entry proof. Barrel a lot of people proof. are doing that these days, but it's also come, coming off the still a little coming lower. Off the still lower. Yeah, because when and you come off at water. 140 right. or whatever it is, sure. it's not the same as coming off at 125. Yeah, you have to add right? a lot of water. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of different uh, schools of thought about water reacting with the alcohol over the years. More water, less water. How does it react? Yeah. Uh, obviously, a lot of people today say more, but... <laughs> Me drinking old school whiskey, I say less. So, so I, I can see you guys now. You can put up at this new facility. You can put up about five barrels a week. Is that about right? Uh just about. Yeah. Yeah. It should be. So I can see a lot of uh, one-offs, two-offs. You know, just things sitting back there, aging, just waiting to see what comes out, and then releases in the gift shop. Sure, we're going to have shop-only releases, and we also do tours and education down there. We're we're out to really teach people about the wood process of of what what we do that makes us different as far as maturation goes. Uh, we're doing cocktail classes, which are fun. We're doing um, chocolate pairing classes, which are great. I mean, it's just uh, unbelievable. We're all about education and what's in the bottle and, and not just uh, here to here to cash in on the bourbon boom. You know, we're, we're here to, uh, we really care about what goes in the bottle and I can't, can't state that enough. Well, you're in good company down there on Whiskey Row, certainly. Um 
all the who's who in the whiskey world have have a spot down there. And I imagine that uh, that real estate or that neighborhood is not cheap. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, we've been we've been looking at this space for a while. Have so you? yeah, and and renovation took a little longer than it should have. Um, so. Uh, but you know, we we're real happy where we are. We're what I call in the midst of the big boys, and this is a big boy game, you know. So you, we we uh, I think we've come to play. We might be uh, some of the amateurs on the field, at least the, the freshmen. Let's call it freshmen. I wouldn't say amateurs, but because uh, we have a a great team, a great staff. Uh, I think we're the freshmen. Let's call it that uh, of some old timey players and. Um, we, we we love to be right there side by side with them and, and, and show what the bourbon world has, what Louisville has to offer. And uh, it's just a great place to be. Yeah. So I asked you earlier in the show about uh, where you are distributing. So I, I hope you've got all them states ready to go. Yeah. You probably visited them all here recently, right? <laughs> just got back from Charlotte, North Carolina. So that was just a recent ad. Um, so I think we're in 12, 13 states plus Alberta, Canada. Right now, uh, mainly East Coast. Okay. We uh, are in New Mexico. So, but mainly East Coast. We're going to try to finish up the East Coast before we head west this year. Uh, we should be in about 20 to 25 states by the end of the year. If you're looking for your state, I think the best thing would be to uh, go on the website. Oh, website. Uh, but I know Indiana just opened. And a lot of the control states, because there's a lot more paperwork there. Yeah. Uh, we're adding those guys on the East Coast, guys, um, that uh, I think. Um, are, you, are you down south? Well, we're adding Florida. We're in, in Georgia. Okay, good. Atlanta's a great market, uh, but we're going to add Alabama, Mississippi, uh, we're in New Orleans, uh, as far as Louisiana goes. I think we're adding Florida, North Carolina. We're going to add South Carolina, um, Massachusetts. So we're going to add a lot of New York, Delaware, all of those states up there. We're in I, uh, Ohio. Ohio. You almost um, said Iowa there. Yeah, I did. We're, <laughs> Iowa's actually coming. Are they? Okay. I think that's one of the next states to add is Iowa. I was just going to say, you said you, you're trying to work your way into Florida. And, you know, I, I vacation there a couple times a year. And, and it, it's like a bourbon desert down there. It's really rough. And and if I saw a bottle of buzzard juice up on the shelf, I mean, I would be like tickled pink. <laughs> we're, we're hoping, you know, for big things from Florida. I mean, it's a big state, though. So we need to be prepared that, we, that we're going to be able to supply it. Because... Uh, you know, one thing, and we mentioned allocations earlier, we, you know, me being on this side of the uh, uh, business and being on the other side is that, you know, nobody wants to hear allocations, you know, so we want to make sure that we can supply the states that we're in before we move to the next one. And that's kind of maybe not the way corporate world works. Uh, but, you know, like I said, we're grassroots and we want to take care of the customers that are taking care of us. And hopefully that'll never change with us. Absolutely. Well, Jason, it's been a blast to have you on the show again today. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, this it's, is it's wonderful. always fun. Yeah, it's and always good to catch up. I'm so excited about your new venue downtown. And, and you. so it's an educational facility. People can go in there. They can not only taste your whiskeys, but they can learn something. Right. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. Taste it. Learn it. <laughs> Kind of like, on, uh, yeah, you can just be be one with the whiskey. Oh, that's got awesome. Some, got some T-shirts and uh, hats, and but but tasting and learning and, and getting to know the staff. And, and, you know, that's kind of what we're all about. Well, I know our listeners have a trip to this 
bourbon country planned this year at some point and you know they're going to want to maybe stop in and visit your venue downtown in whiskey row maybe come out here and have a meal at uh, bourbon's bistro sure. go home with a bottle or two 624 west main yeah we're right next to morton's we're caddy cornered uh we're just up the street from michter's right down the street from uh, 21c and proof everybody's down there we've got uh, bbc's going down there we've got uh uh, Angels Envy, you name it, coming down the road. We've got Old Forester. I hope I didn't leave anybody. Evan Williams. They're, they're all there. I mean, there's there's a lot of people there. And, you know, I just, it's getting to be very concentrated downtown. And I just hope that people, after they visit, all you people that are downtown on Whiskey Row, that they get out and they visit the people that are outside as well. Because it, there's so much to Kentucky bourbon and so much to uh, just this this lifestyle in Kentucky. So hate hate to see anybody miss it. Well, next time we'll do a do a podcast from down there. We should do that. We should do that. And where can people find you on social media and the internet? You know our Buzzard Drews, and I, and uh, we've also got a website for the Buzzard Drews uh, Whiskey Row Experience website for that um we're on facebook and instagram and i've seen your face out there just a little bit we're we're on there a little bit i've you know i've got a face made for radio that's where the podcast <laughs> works out much better than, than, that's some why I'm here. Those, right, than some of the youtube things but um yeah come out and see us really appreciate you having me on and and uh hopefully we'll see some people there soon absolutely well, you can find The Bourbon Road on all social media outlets. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. My goodness, we're even doing TikTok. No dancing, but we're having a good time on there. We definitely put out a show every single week. We used to do two a week. We're going to try and splatter a, a craft distillery episode here every now and then to, to increase the content for you all. But uh, guaranteed, every single Wednesday, you're going to get a great show with good content. Uh, you're going to get somebody like Jason coming on with his uh, fantastic whiskey. And uh, we're just going to have a great time. If you've got an idea for a show, if uh, if your hometown has a distillery that's doing it right and you want to shine a little light on them, make sure you let us know about it. We'd love to get out there and visit them, try their whiskey, bring them on the show. We're always having a good time. Reach out to us on our website, thebourbonroad.com. We've got a contact us page there. You can also send us an email at team at thebourbonroad.com. We're very responsive. We'll get back with you. Make sure you check us out at all our upcoming events this weekend, this Saturday. You're going to find us in Nashville at the Tennessee Whiskey Experience. We'll be down on the river in downtown Nashville. We'll be drinking a little bit of Tennessee whiskey. And yes, they do make bourbon. We had somebody on the private Facebook group, the Bourbon Roadies, going, I thought this was a bourbon group. Are you talking about Tennessee whiskey? Well, guess what? They do make bourbon in Tennessee. So we hope to see you all out next Saturday, May the 20th in Nashville, Tennessee at the Tennessee Whiskey Experience. If you get to Louisville anytime soon or in this fall, make sure you stop in at uh, Buzzard's Roost down on Whiskey Row or Bourbon's Bistro here on Frankfurt Avenue. Always a pleasure, Jason. We had a great time today. Thanks again. Mm -hmm. We'll see you on down the Bourbon Road. Mm -hmm.